0: Night Talk on your number one news and talk station.
1: Our second South African doing great things is a young man. He's a comedian and he joins us this hour to tell us about his new show which I think the um, part of the uh, focus of the show is quite mm. an important one. And to tell us about it is Tyson Gubeni, who joins us on the line. Hello Tyson.
2: Hello Cuckoo and Wasanga.
0: Good evening Tyson and welcome to Night Talk. Thank you very much.
1: So, Tyson, how did you become a comic? I think the last time, because we went to the same university, the last time uh-huh. I saw you, you were doing, you weren't a comic. So how did that happen? <laughs>
2: um, I suppose it actually started tentatively before I went to Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Um like at the time I was, I was working here in Joburg and um, I just kind of started tentatively dipping my toes in that because I suppose I've always, humor has always been my defense mechanism and I've always kind of been in the shadows but like watching people. So it was just kind of, yeah, sharing my observations back in 09 and then I went to Rhodes and didn't do too much and yeah, and then I picked it up towards the end of my studies.
0: For some of our listeners who didn't pick up that very <laughs> insightful um, comment you said about being in the dark um, You've been quoted as saying that I'm quite dark in complexion And so the assumption is that I'm not South Africans But they, when they assume that usually comes with certain negative attitudes So I am kind of questioning that and poking fun at, at amongst things So the whole idea behind being a darker complexion person And your mm-hmm. comedic element of, of using it When did it appear to you? Did you just decide that this is a, it was an innate ability, defense mechanism and when did you know that this I can actually make this work for comedy on stage?
2: Um, I think I, I I really started exploring the idea about um, maybe maybe three years ago because mm-hmm. I mean yeah I was born well I'm still by far the darkest person in my family. I love that you uh, embrace darker. that. <laughs> yes, I'm darker than everybody. Like you know my parents, siblings. Uh, ancestors, the works. Mm. So
1: my it, was a,
2: it was a case of um, uh, just kind of. First of all, actually, it wasn't such a such a good thing because cause there's a lot of microaggressions that some people mm. uh, kind of have towards me with when with the assumption that I'm not South African, and I used to get quite irritated by that, and I used to kind of first of all start off by by trying to prove that I'm actually South African. And then a, a while ago, I just kind of stopped doing that and I just kind of let people assume what they want to assume. And I, I used it as a, as a case study just to kind of yeah, see what, what attitudes exist and kind of turn, it, turn, um, turn the humor around on those attitudes into, and, uh, and put it into this show called The Dark Ages.
0: What are some of the most peculiar moments you've been caught across because of um, Afrop- Afrophobic attitudes?
2: Sure. Uh <laughs> Ooh, where do I start? I don't um, know if you
0: remember the taxi um stri- the taxi strikes where they would actually ask you he and, and then they'd point to their elbow in Zulu.
2: Absolutely. That that was uh, that was uh, pretty much me as well in the Joburg CBD. Uh in fact my mom, you know, moms are like worried. I, when mm. I was still in uh high school, um she actually used to say things like uh, like tentatively she'd be like a your party ID and then I'm like how oh, but I'm going to <laughs> it down why do I like need uh my my ID and stuff but do you know my grand
1: my grand so one of my cousins is the darkest in the family and he's tall mm. and my grand always used to say to him Swiss or ID, carry your ID
0: and
1: so when he was younger he didn't understand why he had to do it. But it was precisely that reason that he would be stopped. Invariably someone would harass him and Mm. um, demand to see his papers, so his visa Mm. or whatever. And so my Mm. grand used to say to him every time he left the house, and I didn't understand until I was older why my cousin, because I didn't have to carry my ID, but I didn't understand Mm. until I was a little bit older that uh, my cousin Suiso had to take his ID with him all the time because Mm. someone invariably was going to harass him.
2: Mm yeah and and that's a, that's an absolutely horrible thing if you consider where we come from as a country mm. and what black people had to endure in in like general kind of public spaces mm. um so now like years down the line it's a situation where um the animosity towards uh, african migrants is such that you know people of a darker hue are always having to kind of uh, prove themselves or they belong and the, the the interesting thing, though, and the interesting and sad thing is that at the end of the day, I I'm still South African now. Yeah? Mm. Um, and that gives me a certain kind of pass, if I can call it that, when people kind of realize that I am South African. Then it's almost as if they kind of ease up and they're like, oh, OK. And so there's still that hyper-awareness, which a lot of people, a lot of African mi- migrants don't necessarily uh, have that, you know. Um, yeah.
0: Um, can you tell us more about the Dark ages and why donovan Goliath as this director specifically um,
2: yeah so so the Dark ages basically yeah it explores kind of these themes and uh, I approached Donovan Goliath because he's someone who I identify strongly with stylistically mm-hmm. um and already in the in the interactions that we've had uh, with him as a director he's uh he's 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 very um, okay, I won't necessarily say his situation is identical because he's often mistaken as a as a white person, and he he's also he also encounters kind of strange interactions because I mean he's a Khoisan speaking uh, coloured guy from the Eastern Cape who looks white. He's you from know?
1: Mtata, is he not?
2: He's yes, he's from he's from Mtata. Yeah. Um, so his kind of experiences with um, I suppose alienation every now and then was something that I was quite drawn to. And already his 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 insight and of course his his comic uh, flair has been has been immense, and we're still yeah we're still working together.
0: Speaking to our second South African doing great things, Tyson Ngubeni, comedian, and uh, he's telling us a bit more about um, his uh, a new uh, stand-up comedy that's directed by Donovan Goliath called The Dark Ages. Um, another question just I had is that. Um, for me, in terms of uh, becoming a, a funny man or comedian, it's very difficult. And have you ever had a situation where some... They, what do they call it when um, a comedian goes on stage and it's just nothing, crickets you? you
2: know, oh, when you die.
0: When you die <laughs> on stage. Has that ever happened to you? Yo, yes. Uh, <laughs> it has to happen before you're a real comedian, right?
1: No, I think it happens think all so. the way, does it not?
2: Um, it, it probably does, but I think less and less the more experienced you get. Because... Uh, I think some of the the most established comics, uh, if they they get a sense, the audience isn't with them, they're Mm -hmm. usually relaxed enough to adapt in the moment so that people um, kind of are are with them. But I suppose the worst thing that happened was, um, I think it was in 2012. It was in Grahamstown. Um, This one kind of venue wanted to, to have like a comedy night. And so, okay, fine, the comics we get there... And get as soon as we came in, <laughs> um, d- the setting was just not conducive at all. Like people were playing pool, the TV was on, oh, man. and it was just—it was a nightmare, kind of waiting to happen. Because with comedy, with stand-up especially, if you don't have people's attention, then it's like a recipe for death uh, on stage. Um, so, as like I think two minutes into like my set, it was during the Olympics. Two minutes into my set, Usain Bolt, like his race is starting, his two hundred meter. Oh no! And so. Like no one was with it, and then we we kind of had to stop and stuff. So that was that was one of the worst
0: experiences. That must have been disheartening. And um, I'm asking this question obviously for other aspiring comedians because your story is very inspiring. And how did you manage to gain that confidence? How do you, how do you manage to get over that? People actually saying that you're not funny.
2: Um, I think it's a case of just being. Uh, being persistent in wanting to be better, mm-hmm. and knowing with you're only as good as your preparation for your next show, not necessarily your last show, because mm. mm. um, you you can have a killer set like now, but it's about how how do what am I doing to be better than my I don't know my killer set that I had five minutes ago.
1: Mm. And in yeah. terms of then saying to your mom, hey mom, listen. I get that I went to Rhodes and we had a plan or I had a plan, but I, I want to be a comic. Uh, mm. How well did that go? Or was it always, well, you know, do whatever you, you think is right?
2: <laughs> um, it's been quite interesting because uh, I think I have very, very, very supportive uh, parents and a supportive family. Um, and my journey to Rhodes even started, uh, it wasn't necessarily quite straightforward because I, I I also didn't have uh, funds to. We couldn't afford for me to go to university, so I spent two and a half years as a call center agent, and then I raised enough money to be able to study. Um, and yeah, even when I left, kind of that uh, that that working environment, I only had money to study for first year. Um, so they were very, very, very supportive, and they still are.
0: You have eight shows lined up. Where can uh, your new audience, uh, your new audiences, your old audiences, catch you with your amazing comedy, The Dark Ages?
2: The Dark Ages. Well, I'll be. Um, I'll, I'll still, I'm still trying out bits and pieces uh, for the show. I'm at Kitchener's every single Tuesday evening. Nice. I think the show starts at eight. Uh, that's in Brampton. Uh, and then we've got a fantastic fundraiser with uh, the Table Bursary Fund, which. Uh, which funds um university prospective university students, and that show is taking place in Midlands. uh It actually has a church building, the middlelands Church of Christ building in zone four middlelands that's on the eighteenth of June at four o'clock
1: and then tell us more about um the um the bursary fund that you are uh, working so is it are you collaborating with them? Is it in support of them? How did that collaboration come about
2: um it's in support of them because, yeah, as I said. Um, I quite strongly identified with the whole uh, Fees Must Fall movement and the conversations that we've been having as a country um, and they're a, 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 quite a small uh, nonprofit organization that kind of raises funds to be able to send um, uh, students to university so I thought it would, especially now um, it being Youth Month and with the focus being on young people, uh, we we put our heads together and then we thought, hey, let's um, yeah, let's let's just put a show on and uh, contribute towards the amazing work that this NPO is, is is doing. So it's a collaborative effort, but all of the all of the, the ticket sales and the food and and the 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 artist's work, which will be showcased uh, by Morati Moloto, everything is going towards the, the bursary fund.
0: Where can we find out about the bursary fund? Is there Are they available? What is the website and on so- social media as well?
2: Um, I think on social media, it is at Sebo Bursary Fund and uh, is, as well it's org. if I'm not mistaken. Yes.
1: And then in Sable terms of what's next for you, so the Dark Ages is, is happening. That's also going to be, if I'm... And you can correct me here. Also at the National Arts Festival this year. Um, Correct. So, uh, have you been to Grahamstown since since you graduated? Was this the first time?
2: Um, I've been, yeah, I've been to Grahamstown a couple of times since graduating, but Mm -hmm. mostly doing theatre shows, uh, like just acting and physical theatre. So, and and improvised comedy. So, this is my first time doing a solo work there.
1: So, between the comedy and the acting, which one do you love more?
2: Oof. um I'd have to say um comedy comedy without a doubt why um, although i um, the immediacy of 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 like a response um with that that you get like through an audience so if they laugh and if they're with you and if they get you, there's something really, really magical um about that and I think comedy and humor is how um is how i think it's how my brain ticks so it just it holds such a charm and 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 appeal that i think nothing can match
1: and is it profitable i mean are you making money is there money in comedy and acting
2: there is money as soon as you start getting the corporate gig. <laughs> uh, so, so, yes, I mean, at the moment, I'm kind of balancing because I studied journalism as
1: well. Uh, so, I'm Why? kind of One of the that. worst paying industries <laughs> across the whole planet. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Uh, I, I
2: just, <laughs> I'm kind of in doubt. I'm kind of in I love information. I love knowing things.
0: Something um, that you. Sorry. Carry on.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I, love, I love knowing things. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just it's just a, it's it's suppose a, a secondary passion that I have.
0: You said something very peculiar about um, not peculiar. It's prevalent clearly. Uh, corporate gigs. Do you think that you're going to be able to get corporate gigs with the style that you're going, uh, discussing such difficult topics? Would do you think that the, you'll get the head nods from the specific corporates that are controlling these budgets?
2: Um, I already have been doing some, um, with, 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 well, some of this material. Um, but it also, I mean, this kind of Afrophobia, xenophobia, isn't the only thing that I, uh, speak about. I also, you know, have kind of, I suppose, personal anecdotal observations and also what's happening around the country. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's a bit broader than that. It's just that the Dark Ages show is, that's like the main theme for it.
1: Okay. And where do people find you on social media? Where is Tyson Goveni? Um, Tyson Goveni, one word. So uh,
2: Goveni with a U, not an O. Um, N-G-U-B-E-N-I. Uh, that's Tyson Goveni on Twitter, Tyson Goveni on Instagram, uh, as well as Facebook. And yes, my, my new website should be kind of relaunching soon because I'm, uh, I'm kind of redoing it.
1: Do you find people fight you about the spelling of your surname?
2: <laughs> yes I'm always uh, If I'm not Assumed to be Like you know Not South African I'm assumed to be uh, Tsonga Because you know There's an Gordeni with an O mm. Yes um, So a whole lot of people Just come out to me Hey bola. Hey chawena, <laughs> And I'm like No nyes, Uh So <laughs> So yeah It's just one of those things
1: That's one of the most Interesting things about (laughs) I don't know if it happens In other countries My only reference point With my surname Would be this country That people will insist On fighting you About the spelling Mm. Of your surname Mm. So Mm. my surname is Mlungu Which isn't very common And very often people Will say Oh Mlungu Mlungu." And I'm like (laughs) No 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 I was quite deliberate In saying Mlungu Or someone will say Okay Mlungu And I'm like No don't do that It's like and his spelling of Zlomo, which has an H. Oh yeah. And people yes. insist on removing the H. And I go, "Yeah, why are you fighting me about the it's- spelling <laughs> of my name? It's fine
2: though. Yeah, you know, and it just happens like persistently, persistently.
1: So thank you very much for joining us this evening, Tyson. The Dark Ages is showing in you said Middlelands mm-hmm. on the eighteenth of June. So that's the latest show. Which is the venue, remind me?
2: Uh, it's at the Midlands Church of Christ building in Zone 4.
1: And if you're looking for Tyson on social media, he's at Tyson Ngubeni, that's N-G-U-B-E-N-I, correct?
2: Mm-hmm, that is correct.
1: Fantastic. And all the proceeds for the show... Uh, On the 18th, we'll go towards um, a bursary fund, which funds young people who don't have the necessary funds they need to study further the table bursary fund. So not only would you be going for a great night out, but it would also be in aid of what I think is a very, very good cause. So thank you very much for your time and joining us this evening, Tyson.
0: Thank you so much. And for an awesome show, because, yeah, I'm a fan.